0: Welcome to a brand new edition of Light Talk. This is Casey.
1: And this is Chris.
0: Old crew's back.
1: (laughs) We are. We are. It's been a a couple weeks. Needed a week off. So Casey filled in with those geeks that you know so well now. now. Um, But we're we're here. We're going to do some news this morning. And jumping into that, uh, we're going to start with Marvel as usual.
0: Yeah, man. Um, Black Panther passes Titanic as the third highest domestic film of all time uh, behind wow. Avatar and The Force Awakens. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's crazy. It, it's it's crazy to think that we're going to be able to see Black Panther and Infinity War together if you want to, because it's not going to leave theaters by the 26th. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, they're
1: just they're just going they're just going for the gold this time. You know, it's just leave it. People still go see it. they will like, uh oh, you know what we got to do? We got to go see Black Panther before we see Infinity War. So people will be seeing it for the fourth, fifth time.
0: Yeah, it might even get an uptick. You know what I mean? When mm-hmm. Infinity War drops, you might see more. Uh, it could be a could be a really weird situation where it's like Infinity War and Black Panther one and two at the box office. <laughs>
1: My question about this is that, um, does, does ticket sales count for any of these movie marathons as well? You know, does anything kind of get dropped in the Black Panther piggy bank?
0: I believe so, because when they reissue like ET or whatever, it goes in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, gone with the wind, you know, some of these older movies when they do it for like a fathom event. Yeah, I think it does. So, um, so also announced was the Blu-ray details, and I'll just briefly go through those. Um, the Blu-ray is expected to be out May 15th, so actually we're not that far away from the Blu-ray release in about a month, um, which is great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, that's the
0: thing. It could still be in theaters. It's actually kind of wild. They don't really even need to do that. It could have got pushed back. Um, but we'll get uh, a director's intro. We'll get... Um page to screen, we'll get the women of Wakanda, uh the technology, the people, deleted scenes, um, gag reel. Uh we'll also get an exclusive sneak peek. At Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, we'll also be getting a Marvel Studios first 10 years uh Connecting the Universe documentary, as well as a commentary from uh Ryan Kugler, the director and then digitally we'll get a few different things um like some ads tourism ads for what kind of just like fun little things but you know uh again a, a pretty packed release like they did with the last jedi so that's interesting that they they're kind of changing it from bare bones to to you know to go crazy
1: yeah i just wrapped up The special features on the Last Jedi last night—it's amazing. It's just this is what it should be.
0: Yeah, I think it's uh, like—it's hard, you know. Physical media is going the way of the dinosaur in many ways. Digital is the way to go. I just recently, you know, texted you and was like, "I should just be getting Thor and and Voodoo because it's ten dollars cheaper than it is for the physical disc and." Digitally it's in four K or it's that one's not in four K, but it's um still in H D. You know what I mean? Now HDD. for H-D-D-D, yeah. Like the, the Blu-ray release <laughs> the Blu ray release for The Last Jedi, I did buy in four K and then the Voodoo version is in four K, which is crazy because I don't have a four K player, but I do have a four K television. So now it's like, I don't even need to buy a 4k player because I can just project it through my TV streaming.
1: Yeah. If you value the space in your house, I do on your shelves.
0: Thanks means, to somebody I mean, taking all the space in my basement. <laughs> listen, you got
1: plenty to go around.
0: <laughs> but anywho, who it's, it's nice that they're packing these DVDs and um, hopefully the documentaries behind the scenes stuff are, are longer than the, the seven minutes that they typically give you on a Marvel release and maybe you're a little bit more chunky.
1: Yeah. The, before we move on, this I watched they finally did a Blade Trilogy honest trailer. And it just it, it's so funny. Because they're just like remember remember when Marvel had this this franchise in the, in the late nineties and early two thousands? Just you need to watch that one. It's you'd love it.
0: I will. It yeah. just
1: speaks the truth about how everybody forgets
0: about Wesley Snipes and Blade. I don't forget about. it. Think oh, about we, it every day. Yeah, yeah I, I dream about it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Kevin Feige was a producer on Blade Three. Yeah. He was he was a producer on almost every single Marvel movie. Period. What <laughs> Sony yep. Fox new line whatever almost every yeah. single one of them it's insane um give him the reins. that's right uh luke cage showrunner has expressed an interest in doing a heroes for hire series um to me that's like the russo brothers saying that they're interested in doing a secret wars why the fuck wouldn't yeah of course you're interested yeah. in it but it doesn't mean that kevin feige or Bob Iger, whoever Ike Permiller is interested, it's where the money's at.
1: no is Nor is um, Col- Col- Colter, whatever his name is. There, Luke Cage Mike himself. Coulter. Yeah, Mike Colter. Um, he's he's made a statement about how he thinks that these show should really just concentrate on the individual character. I think this comes straight out of the failure that's known as the Defenders.
0: I think it and
1: the failure that's known as Iron
0: Fist. <laughs> I I think that it's a failure to not have these people. I think Daredevil season two yeah. was great because of the inclusion of Elektra and Punisher, and like these people live within you know a couple blocks of each other. They need to I see. S- that.
1: I, uh, they do, and I, I mean you can continue that, but I I, I do want to point out like like Danny Rand shows up in the new season of Luke Cage, you know what I mean? It's like, they're doing this. I was, I was happy that nobody showed up in the Jessica Jones. I think that, that made it actually, it, it made a lot of sense this way um, instead of muddying the waters a little bit, but um, yeah, no, you're, you're right to the 95 percentile there where Jessica Jones worked very well without having to include anybody else.
0: Yeah, I mean, Daredevil season one is probably one of the best, and it doesn't include anybody. It's just, I don't know. I guess to me, uh, I think the defenders got muddied because it was Iron Fist, you know, season, you know, 1.5. <laughs> right. And I think that was really the big issue. But I also think that, and maybe this is why Mike Coulter doesn't want to do it, is that Iron Fist and. Power Man should always be together for the most part. It just works, and maybe he doesn't want to do it because Iron Fist sucked.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that's part of it, but he also states that um, he has no problem with Tin Jones, so they get along very well. Um, maybe that's just a lie, but I mean, I don't they know. seem to work well on screen together, so I mean, I, I just think this is no brainer.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, and moving in Marvel news, Infinity Wars tracking for a two hundred million dollar plus opening. Is again no brainer. <laughs> if this isn't the biggest Marvel movie of all time, I I don't know. Then they failed. That's it. You know what I mean? And I, not to say that it can't no, be a great no, 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 movie, no. but that's, they failed.
1: That's you can't you can't say that though because if it doesn't beat beat Black Panther, that's I mean there's a reason behind that. I mean it's I don't know if it will. It might. It probably will but i can it can it pass titanic can it you know is it going to do what black panther did i i don't know it
0: that's needs a, to be
1: that's a big question right
0: it's there. just like justice league it needs to be the biggest marvel movie because it's it's everything it's this is 10 years man yeah like when you go back and watch these movies like we've been binging that's heavy <laughs> like, That is a heavy fucking burden to be setting something up for 10 full years. So to me, like, yes, obviously Black Panther has a certain cultural significance that an Infinity War movie and the other movies may not have uh, placed. Just like Captain Marvel will have a certain uh, significance to it being, you know, female director, female writer, female star, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But I think this Infinity War, it has to be. It has to be the biggest. It doesn't have to pass Titanic or Avatar, but it has to pass Avengers. And it really should pass Black Panther. Because from the trailers that we have seen, it looks like it's Black Panther (laughs) 1.5. Which is fine. Which is what I want. You know what I mean? Just like Captain America. Civil War is Avengers 1.5 or 2.5 because there was an H Ultron. But you know what I mean? Like, seriously, it's like that. And that movie was fucking huge. And it was awesome. And because it is another, you know, that's when Mike Coulter comes out and says, I should do individual movies. Look at fucking Captain America Civil War, Mike Coulter. That's how you do it. (laughs) Or even go back and look at Winter Soldier. It doesn't have to be everybody. But I mean, Black Widow made that movie even better and so did Luke uh, or Nick Fury. And you know what I mean? Like those, those little inclusions and Colby Smulders is uh, Maria Hill. Like those made sense.
1: (laughs) I mean, they were just building on what they were doing before, but they did it in the ultimate way. You saw the inclusion of these smaller characters as we went along, like Hawkeye and Thor and and Black Widow and Iron Man two and all that stuff. But once they hit cap, Two, it was like they hit the ground running on this Avengers wave and the Russos proved their worth like tenfold. Yeah. And they did something special there. So, I mean, if you can't reach that level, I mean, I'm going to I mean, it's it's an argument. Like, where does Cap 2 sit? I mean, Cap 2 sits on the top for me. It's like, can you can you beat your own movie? And I think they I think the Russos have that. Have that opportunity because I think they're excellent, excellent writers and you know, uh, and, and directors. So it should be good.
0: Yeah, I have, um, I have no doubt. Oh, take it on DC.
1: It's a jump across the pond over to DC Comics. Um, Batgirl, it's alive! It's she's she's swinging it again. I mean, this this is this is a. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Fine. I'm. I'm happy that Christina Hodson is has been tapped. Uh, you know to write this this screenplay. I think it's. I think it's a step in the right direction. Um, she actually just worked on the the Bumblebee movie, the Transformers spinoff reboot, whatever the hell you want to call it, whatever they are doing in that universe. Um, so, but then again, I mean. This this comes down to the whole DC thing and that you know what, you can't even make a Batman movie yet, so <clears throat> let's 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 just take this day by day with whatever DC says they're gonna do.
0: Yeah, as the popular meme that's going around, if you can't have me at my Batman, you don't deserve me at my Batgirl
1: <laughs> There Yeah. There was a I, I'm gonna go back to these honest trailers last night. There was, some, there was another trailer, there was another honest trailer outside the Justice League one that showed, like, the, the, the current status of the DC movie universe. It was like, everything was just wiped out, like, uh, Armageddon. It was, I don't know why they threw throw it in there, but it was such a cheap, like, jab at them. I don't know if it was in the Justice League one. Maybe maybe it was, but it was, it was like, oh, man.
0: I didn't watch the Justice League one, so it probably was.
1: That one's really good.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like so. Don't get me wrong. We we had a conversation about when Josh Whedon um <clears throat> left the project, saying he doesn't have a story. Which you know we both chalked it up to it's either flack from Justice League or flack from the Me Too movement, where his ex wife came out saying he's really not this feminist. And I think he just probably got overwhelmed and and didn't want to take on the project. Bringing in a female writer and then hopefully a female director um is making sense. For this project, and I think it's gonna be good in that way, but ultimately I don't care yet. You know what I mean? Like there's other characters like a Deathstroke, like a Nightwing, like a Batman, like a Man of Steel too. Like there's certain, you know, Wonder Woman we know is coming, but like there's other things like you know, Green Lantern Core, like I wanna see Flash, like <laughs> the list goes on of other characters I need to see, and I'm not just saying like male characters for the sake of saying male characters. I just, I just want to see the core team get built up before we go into these side characters, which really need a Batman. It's like doing this Venom movie without a Spider-Man. It just doesn't make any sense. Grow your Batverse, but start it with the, the man, and then go on.
1: <laughs> exactly. That, like If she
0: showed up in a Batman just, movie, and then they went off and did the movie... Fucking yes! Right. right on. That makes sense. I'm excited. I saw her. I, I want to see what she does next. But this is it's such a weird way. Like, don't introduce these titles before you get your core down.
1: The other thing about this universe is, I think Zack Snyder needs to stop talking about what his movies mean and what happened in his movies. Like, you're done. You're basically fired. Stop saying Dick Grayson's dead. Stop trying to lay these. This framework. I mean, that's the problem with this whole universe. Is like nobody knows what the fuck is going on. So, it's 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 stupid. Um, they need to wake up and 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 just do something right for once.
0: Well, Shazam looks like it's in the right direction. Aquaman does, and best elect to Christina Hodson for doing this. Possibly. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Next little speculation news Uh and people. Who want to be the Joker? This is just the little thing because we both are big Nicolas Cage fans. Um, Huge. Nicolas Cage says wants. <laughs> Nicolas Cage wants to be the Joker. <laughs> I mean, Nicolas sure.
0: Cage. Like, if you told me Willem Dafoe wants to be the Joker, I'd say let's go ahead. You know what I mean? You got an older Joker. Give me a flashback movie. It's fine. Whatever, Nicolas Cage. Just stop. Just, just. This is a dumb story. <laughs> this is it. That's all I have to really say.
1: <laughs> I just love how people are just like, yeah, I, I want to be in this movie. Because I'm course. not doing anything else.
0: Yeah. Be glad you got Teen Titans go, buddy.
1: <laughs>
0: You're Superman. You can't <laughs> be, be the Joker, too. finally got to be the Superman. That's right.
1: I, um, there, speaking of the Joker, Uh, the, that new Joaquin Phoenix movie looks interesting. Damn, is on Studios 1. So... We'll see uh, if this guy's come back to the (laughs) land of the living. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. A little bit of uh, some comic book news from DC. We have um, Doomsday and Metal are sitting on the top of the March sales chart. Uh, This is, even though Marvel still beats uh, DC out in overall sales, DC has the two top selling books um, for that month. So, I mean. It just, uh, after two years of rebirth, DC is still going very, very strong. And um, I'm looking forward to the end of Doomsday Clock now that Metal is ripped. You know, it's what? That's done, right?
0: It finally, Resented. yeah, finally ripped up. Yeah. Uh,
1: which kind of goes into the next thing we're going to talk about because Metal is setting up the next stage of DC rebirth or DC's plan for the future of their comics. Um, Well, Doomsday Clock still has another six issues or so left. Um, Speaking of this, though, the DC Nation one shot, I guess it is. Uh, It's it's coming up soon. It's going to be released. It has reached a million pre-orders. That's pretty insane, except that it's actually priced at 25 cents. So It's (laughs) it's not making the bucks, but people are really interested in what's going to happen next.
0: I mean, what's one million times twenty-five cents? Though, I mean, it's still of money. Fifty two hundred fifty thousand. So fuck, man. Mm, that's Rockstar numbers. That's that's Rob Layfield numbers in the nineties. I mean, that's insane. That, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like they should do that for all of them. Fuck, put uh, Action Comics one thousand at that price. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This is a preview
1: <laughs> book that you normally get for goddamn zero cents.
0: I know, but still. <laughs>
1: So we AC 1000 due out in two weeks or so, I believe. Two weeks from today, um, is at five hundred thousand.
0: And that's at what? Five bucks an issue, probably. Probably, uh, $3, or $3. seven? $3. No, probably this one.
1: This issue is going to be more money. No, that's it? what but I mean.
0: I think it's more expensive.
1: I would say it's five ninety nine. Four ninety nine, five ninety nine is probably
0: what it is. Yeah. I um I think I remember seeing it in some variants of like six ninety nine or whatever.
1: Actually no. I think it's uh, I gotta remember what I pre-ordered. I think it was four ninety nine and then I got the discount.
0: So. Betcha I could easily just Google this. You
1: could <laughs> just go on to T F A W Um Last up in um, DC Comic News, Catwoman is getting her own on UO. Right around the time of their wedding, what a soap opera thing to do! I'm I'm looking forward to this though, because you know something, that shit crazy is going to happen.
0: So, uh, no pun, I have pun intended. A
1: full no a pur- pure pun intended. I have a lot of faith in Tom King, um, so he's the man.
0: No, look, man, it's set. It's seven ninety nine. Jesus, and then. It's on okay. TFAW discount for six thirty nine. You save twenty percent. But they also charge you shipping, which always sucks. It's like four dollars. So I mean, you're paying ten dollars if you mm-hmm. order online or you're paying eight dollars and plus tax. So almost nine dollars if you get it in the store. So
1: yeah, good luck getting those variants in the store, though.
0: No, you're not going to do that. You got to buy them online. But yeah, so just as a heads up, and everyone's wow. doing a variant. Everyone's doing a variant. Books of Millions doing a variant. Every Comic Con's doing a variant. Jock, Jim Lee, like all the major DC artists are doing variants. Um, yeah, of course. Which, yeah, you know they should, as they should. They're doing a variant though for every year that he's been around. 40s all yeah. the way through. So 30. <laughs> 30s. Yeah. Is it? That's
1: what I ordered. Yeah, 30s. 39. Yeah, you're right. 30s. Yep. 30
0: AC1. So I'm already looking at it. There's I'm looking at at least 20 different uh, artists. Cool. <laughs> so can't, <I'm>, can't wait.
1: <laughs> can't wait. Brian McClendis.
0: Spend all the monies. Um, Spend
1: all the monies and then. Buy Man of Steel every week that's for it. a month. So, if you're ready to spend some money on Superman, it's coming. It's coming, it. guys. So. But yeah, Catwoman uh,
0: getting your own ongoing series. Great. I'm um, excited. Yeah, sure. for that. Whatever. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. Uh, DC TV news. We're going to start with Young Justice season three, headed straight for the streaming service whenever that does happen. Um, but it's finally finished recording. So, that's great news. And I can't wait to see some clips from this. And you, sir, need to watch that show because it's awesome. Take your word for it. It's awesome. Um, Why don't you take this one?
0: Yeah, finally. Um, A pilot has been ordered for Why the Last Man, Uh, one of my favorite comics of all time. Brian K. Vaughn written. um, And they're going to do a series, maybe, on FX. Uh, So. We'll see how this goes. Pilot meaning, make that first episode. If we think it's good, we'll order the rest of the episodes. They can either order a full season, being probably 12 episodes, or they might even order like six episodes. So it really depends on how they want to do it, but the pilot meaning, whoever's behind it has to knock it out of the park. I know it's people from um uh American gods, like or some of the showrunners, so which obviously they've already got a good track record. We'll see how this goes. I am it's hard like Preacher and and uh, Why Last Man are like my two favorite series of all time. Preachers pretty good. Um, don't really have anything against that, so I'm excited that that's going, and they announced that uh, season three is on its way. So can they do the same type of thing with Why Last Man? We shall see.
1: Cool. Yeah, I mean it's it's been tossed around for a long time. It's yeah,
0: yeah, this has been one of those things. It's a movie. It's a TV show. Shopped. Yeah,
1: I just you know <clears throat> these we all agree that these these series should be TV shows. I mean, you can't cram that much stuff into a two-hour block. Just doesn't do enough justice to the uh, the source material.
0: So nope.
1: And that's how you fail in the comic book movie world. All right, Colton Aynes. Arsenal, Red Arrow, whatever you want to call him, he's he's apparently has come back this season. You know what? I haven't watched any of these shows, so I'll be waiting until they hit Netflix in exactly a month or so. <laughs> so, which I love. I mean, that's the good thing. But I got behind. But know this, people: Colton Haynes is back full time, season seven, season seven of Arrow. Man, that's seven years. So. I can't believe that's been on for that long. I mean, that's like when you all realize your your favorite show's been on for ten years, and you're ten years older, and you're like, "Shit, what just happened?" Um, so
0: they, I, I've really been enjoying this season. They need mm-hmm. to put a pin in these shows, and I know it's hard for you, CW. I know you're listening, um, but like, quit while you're ahead. Like, don't yes. do Supernatural season. And they all have been announced. They're doing a season 14. But I think, like, please, please have an end in sight. I want these actors to do great things. I want them to go on. I want to follow their careers. But it's just, like, you got to realize it's so hard because the problem with DC right now is that everything... It's hot. hot, uh, Sorry, CW, DC specifically. Everything is on the crux of Arrow. Like the verse is the arrow verse. So, like, because of these other shows, like season three of Legends, people loved. So, yeah. and then Supergirl's going strong. Um, Flash and Arrow are going strong. Then you introduce Black Lightning, you're bringing, you know, uh, animated series around. So, it's like, it's, I, I can understand where they're at a point where it's like, we can't stop because these crossovers do so well and the merchandising Uh, and the, the appearances, but I just don't, I want them to end on a high note. I really don't want it to be like where they've like shot themselves in the foot. And it's like, we, we should have stopped three seasons ago or some shit like that.
1: There's no reason why you can't stop arrow and not, and not have the other ones exist if you want to, I mean, and have him show up, you know what I mean? Show up. I mean, that's That's it. Yeah. End it
0: and then show up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these other ones are, are young enough where they can keep going. Right. I mean, when I read an article that says, I watched the Legends of Tomorrow season finale and I saw the face of God. like
0: Yeah, I know. I know. I'm I going I to go and binge boy? it now.
1: <laughs> right. That's what you need to do because I've been telling you that um, that they've been really just building it up. And and you know what the crazy thing was like, right before I stopped watching it, because I got behind it and they were doing, Dark was like, oh, well, this is just really a rehash. I'm enjoying this, but this is like the same thing. And all of a sudden, I read an article like, Damien Dark is the best Arrowverse villain there is. It's like, what the hell did they just do in this show? So there's a lot of stuff that they're doing right still that they don't have to end this universe. But yeah, like you said, put a pin in Arrow. Put a pin in, you know, maybe the Flash isn't ready to put a pin in yet. but Maybe one we'll be- more though, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because I see a lot, a lot of rehashed threads. and yeah. I, I know. And I want you know you want these shows to stay strong, and not get get muddled at the end, and where you're just like, eh, this is leaving a bad taste in my mouth, and you don't want that. So, no. Uh, Super Girl season three wraps up on June 15th. It is it's it came back this week or next nope.
0: week comes back uh, next. So we're recording this on the 11th. That's, right. That's right. Yeah, it comes so back it's... next week.
1: Legends of Tomorrow just wrapped up this past Monday and then Supergirl returns and then all the shows wrap up around June, that mid-June, right?
0: She, so. I think she's a little bit longer. Maybe. I
1: would think so. I would think so because I thought that Supergirl was a was a longer, longer running show than Legends, you know, so unless they, I don't know, maybe we'll have to check into that. We had those I, dates one time. Yeah. So, whatevs So, alright, we're gonna jump over the other part after this fine commercial break.
0: There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over
1: 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her!
0: We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get him in our sights and end this hunt now! Alright, alright. Steady, steady now. Uh, Got him! It's the Pursuit of Plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtoll.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're true cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? (laughs) Well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. We're back after those insanely good commercials. Hope you guys are listening to our other episodes or shows, podcast, yeah, podcast. We, we got a great network. <laughs> we are. We do. We do. And um, I'm going to talk a little bit about how we're going to be collaborating with another network and kind of expanding things at the end. Um, but first, everything else. Carl Urban joins the boys. Uh, another Garth Enos property for Amazon as Billy Butcher, so as the main character, um, Carl Urban, you know Judge Dredd himself, always doing a kick-ass job in the, the genre realm. He is. Whether it's Riddick or Judge Dredd Star or Trek. Star Trek, I mean the dude's but, uh, Thor. I mean, like he he's fantastic, great actor, funny actor. Yeah. Um, I still have not read the boys, so I'm sorry you're not we're neither one of us is familiar with what the comic is about, necessarily. I know it's about a bunch of guys who do jobs boys they're bad guy they're good, bad guys, and it's Garthiness and it's extremely violent and funny, so I'm excited, yeah um, Absolutely. yeah, it's good, Lord of the Rings uh. <laughs> Amazon beat out Netflix to the tune of $1 billion to create Lord of the Rings shows, um, which is insane. Insanity. Yep. I'm curious as to what it means. Uh, you know, the rumor right now is that it's going to be five shows or five seasons of a show um, all the episodes costing like you know twenty million dollars, like they want it to be the next Game of Thrones. I'll have to say honestly, it could be. Tolkien created a pretty fucking expansive world, and it's we're you know, we're gonna talk about it in a second. It keeps getting more expanded. I don't know.
1: I you know, no, I agree. Absolutely. I mean, the the statement I heard last that last night on something was Netflix's a Game of Thrones away from owning, owning the like, sit on your couch, movie, TV network, digital streaming, everything. Like, why go to the theater if you can just sit here and watch great programming all the time? So, <clears throat> this is this is Amazon. This is Amazon's Game of Thrones right here.
0: Well, they have a few because they bought Conan and they also bought Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time. And they bought like some other sci-fi. Yeah. They just bought an Asimov property too. But yes, this I they yeah, are no. Ra- none of those
1: things are Lord of the Rings. <laughs> none of them are Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time is like a uh, a really long drawn out Lord of the Rings <laughs> that, that people love. Don't books, get me wrong. Yeah, and um, it is amazing. I've read a couple of books, but it's just you know that project has been in development forever and it's a, that's an undertake, but Lord of Rings already has like that established universe. Um The thing is like, though, when you hear like Ian e. McKellen's like, yeah, I want to, I want to be Gandalf. Well, you guys better get going. <laughs> this. But right, I see them doing like their own casting on this stuff like that. So
0: it doesn't, I matter. think it's a prequel. Hmm. Um, I think that if Ian McKellen said he wanted to come back as Gandalf, mm-hmm. you better fucking believe he'll come back as Gandalf. If they can do it. If he's right. alive, if they right. can do it, he'll be he'll be in there. You don't spend a billion dollars to waste your your time and resources. This is we're going big. And again, like you just said, why go to the movies when you can watch Lord of the Rings at home? Oh my gosh, that's it. You know what I mean? Yep. Um So I'm excited about this project, you know, they got to get going on it, but we're still at least a couple years off before we even see anything, but um, in other Lord of the Rings news, there's a new book coming out, Um, it's coming out this year, it's called The Fall of Gondolin, um, and it is curated by J.R.R. Tolkien's son, Christopher Tolkien, crazy, another Lord of the Rings book.
1: I mean there's they've stated that a lot of his writings are still out there. Um and it's you know, the Christopher Tolkien, the Tolkien whatever you wanna call it. They of course they want to get it out there. So I mean, either put it out as a book or save that stuff and work it into the T V show, you know. So you have a lot of you have a lot of short tales of Samarillion, um things like that. There's they're begging to be adapted, and if yeah. you know, there's more of this stuff out there, like this book. Then yeah, I mean, there's no reason why these aren't these aren't these can't set up what they're going to do in the TV show. So, oh,
0: I, I absolutely think you know we're they just doing an
1: anthology series. That's what, this is what this should be. So,
0: I think with with the rights, you know, coming from Warner Brothers, hmm. they can you know new line they can do whatever they want. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is an endless mine, (laughs) you know? So I think it's like, yeah,
1: it's like with shadow of Mordor, the the two video games. I mean, that, that just established a huge part of that, that universe as well. And people loved it, you know? So it's like, there's a lot of stuff that they're just, they can just make up if they want to too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Put it in that world, have a loose connection to another character. And there you go. Um, Speaking of things that have made more money than anything else in the entire planet, Grand Theft Auto V has made more money than any book, movie, or video game ever at $6 billion. No, because they, no, well, okay. they do DLC. They, the do online. Do, they do the online and, you know, the game itself is still selling Like, it is almost impossible to find that game less than $40. Oh, I, I, you know, unless you buy it from somebody who already bought it. It is insanity. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, I've always thought about that. You know what I mean? Like, you go to the movies and you pay 20 bucks at most, you pay a video game that's $60 at minimum. So, like, some of these video game franchises, like Halo, You know, you can't you stack up Halo compared to uh, Star Wars. It's game over. Grand Theft Auto one game beats Star Wars one, let alone the entire GTA franchise. Like that's just bonkers. Yeah. Good on Rockstar. (laughs) Hell yeah. Um, another video game news it's confirmed that Michael Ironside will be reprising his role as Sam Fisher in the upcoming Ghost Recon game. Um, I, it looks like it's just like a DLC side mission, but I fucking love Splinter Cell, uh, that series by, um, why am I missing Tom Clancy? So, you know, I, I don't own that Ghost Recon game, but I am now going to buy it <laughs> at some point. So I could play a Splinter Cell mission because I I really did love those games and maybe this will be a good testing ground uh for a for a D- or a new Splinter Cell, you know, solo game, period.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's a good way to test the waters if people are gonna <laughs> just say, Oh wait, I'm gonna pick this up now. Spike in sales means yeah, you should be making a splinter cell game.
0: Yep. Yep, absolutely. Um IDW is going to be releasing a Rise of the Tur- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic before the debut of the show on Nickelodeon. Okay. Okay.
1: Good. We
0: love yeah. IDW. We I do. Yeah. I, feel, I don't know
1: how I feel about this new show. So. It's... We'll
0: you know, say, I don't. I don't. I yeah. It's... I will say one thing about IDW that they are doing uh, two two things. Uh, they're real Ghostbusters. And I guess female Ghostbusters crossover is doing pretty well right now. And it's pretty funny. I read um, a couple of the issues and then they just announced a Rick and Morty Dungeons and Dragons crossover with Jim Zub. You know, Jim Zub has been on Dungeons and Dragons for a really long time with IDW and in Baldur's Gate specifically. And I like that he continues to do his kind of quote unquote indie work with them and then with image with wayward. And then he's also working at Marvel on adventures. So yeah. Go on, Jim Zub, good indie comic creator uh, turned big time. You know, absolutely. Uh, Toy Story four set for June twenty first next year, two thousand nineteen. I mean, I love them. Toy Story yeah. three is arguably the best cool. one. So, <laughs> if they could keep yeah. that creative team yeah, going, that was. Yeah, it, it. I mean, it made me cry, and I don't really cry. Great, great movie. So one tier, one, one single tier. tier. Oh yeah, it was one tier. Um, <laughs> Star Trek Discovery. Oh, this is.
1: Doesn't this prove that Inhumans is never coming back again?
0: Yeah. Can I finish? <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek Discovery adds Anson Mounts, uh, who was Black Bolt in the Inhuman show. Chris um, is going to be Captain Pike in season two, which would lead us to believe that Inhumans is not coming back, though Marvel does not issue out an official statement.
1: Well, they're stupid, because everybody knows it. Um, everybody also knows that Ancient Shield probably won't get cancelled as well, which is kind of crazy. Won't um, or will? They're saying, there's rumors it's not getting they're, it's getting renewed. Like, they, this season I, haven't, I stopped watching it because I just got behind as usual, but it's... They're bringing in another big Marvel villain. Um, they're so they're really going balls to the wall, and
0: hoping that they get renewed. So, but we don't know if is they good. are getting renewed yet. They could no,
1: they're not. They can't even say if they can't even come out and say that uh, they can't even work up the balls to say that humans is getting canceled because they don't want to admit mistakes, which they shouldn't. But um, I mean, come on, everybody makes a mistake in ten years. <laughs> so this is it. Uh, but you know, this is big news uh, with Captain Pike. Captain Pike is a huge, a huge Star Trek uh, character from, you know, dating back to the original series. Uh, and it's, I think it's, it's, it's cool that they are, they're including him. I have, you know, I stopped watching Discovery, heard good things, I heard okay things. I just, I'm not going to pony up that money to watch it on that streaming service. So I have to catch it on the other side of uh... the dark web,
0: the yeah, dark side of,
1: Exactly. Yeah, so. the mirror universe yeah
0: exactly um i you know i still need to watch that show obviously both of our wives are big star trek fans. she wants to watch it we just it's like there's so many other things we still have to do and then you announce something like a lord of the Rings show and uh and a why the last man show so my priorities for star trek go go away <laughs> but you know we'll see um Finally, and everything else, comicbook.com was bought out by CBS. So expect to see a lot more Star Trek Discovery <laughs> the news on, on comicbook.com. <laughs> that's, not,
1: that's not biased at all, is it? Like,
0: no. Um, or,
1: you know what? I think the best article I wrote, read was that Outhouser's one. Was <laughs> like, CBS buys clickbait site, com <laughs> Cracked me up. Yeah. I mean, this is, what is this? Corporate Takeover? The Nerd World? Oh, yeah. That's right. It's been happening for
0: years. It's been happening for a long time. Check. Go, go to a comic book convention and tell me that Corporate Takeover hasn't, when you try to go see Stephen Amell. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> for $400. It's Corporate I mean, Takeover. Right, it's who is finest.
1: Stephen Amell, anyhow? Seriously. Um, I do want to say this, though. This is why it's very important to support your indie comic uh, comic book sites, such as the wonderful don't forget to
0: agreed which we will not sell out to corporate takeover
1: (laughs) unless you give us a billion dollars
0: which they probably did quite honestly (laughs) (laughs) i just it is a clickbait bullshit site i get you know i'm sorry but they really are like go to the outhouses obviously go to com, but like go to these indie sites that are actually promoting real news um because just the articles you know the the titles alone are spoilers or they have zero to do with what an actual story really is about and instead they just go and manipulate it to make it clickbaity i i don't like that site i hate going to it i don't go to it I get an email from them. I am on their newsletter list because I want to see like what they have as like, news. Like, oh, what we didn't even put down. That Valiant versus the... or uh, Ninjak versus the Valiant universe is going to premiere on, on uh, comicbook.com next weekend. So it, it's yeah. just...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally forgot that we should be putting yeah, that down. There, Put it in Valiant.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so...
1: They just, like, fast-forwarded <laughs> to holiday season this year?
0: Right. So it's just, you know, it, I'm happy for Valiant because they will get more views that way for being on that site. But I just wish it wasn't the way, but this is it. This is, I can't complain because this is the way the fucking future is. Clickbaity sites like this get all the hits and it's annoying. <laughs> but know. if you want a real, read, what is- real news articles, go to people like us.
1: See, if they could just fix, if they could just fix the fact that when you go there, the, and the site isn't like riddled and littered. And
0: yes, that's also true with
1: all those ads that slow your process down. Or if you click on the wrong part of the screen, you go to some stupid ad. That's just bullshit. That's where it really lies
0: more than anything. It does.
1: I mean, I'll read speculation. You know, I'll click. Correct. Because it's like, whatever, you know, sometimes, but. Don't, don't have your stupid video popping up the minute I click there, you know, and it, and it takes two minutes to load your site and I can't even read the article because I got so much bullshit in my face. So fix that.
0: Yeah, maybe CBS can fix that. Fix it. Yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah, right. Sure. sure yeah.
0: Will. All right. Moving on to Star Wars. What do we got? What? Anything happen in Star Wars this week?
1: Yeah, the solo trailer. <laughs> solo. <the laughs> oh, yeah. Star that one. Wars story. Solo, a Suicide Squad story. Um, directed by David Ayer. Um, you know what? Yeah, that trailer is fun as fuck. I don't care. Because I've seen fun as fuck trailers, and those movies were not anything more than a fuck.
0: Are you, you referring to Suicide Squad? <laughs> I am. I
1: am. And, and most movies that disappoint you with their epic trailer. But yeah, I am referring to Suicide Squad. Um, the uh, the Magic Makers over at Trailer Cutters R Us um, seem to have made a great Han Solo trailer. And you know what? We're seeing it anyhow. So I hope it's good because I don't want to waste two hours of my life. And I hope that Ron Howard gets the credit he deserves for this. I for fixing For fixing this movie. Because it seems like these standalone movies are always a kind of a mess. You know, we learned this about Rogue One. Recently, we knew, but we didn't know all the scope of it until recently. We knew the scope of of Solo because I think that they did learn with Rogue One. We need to fix things early. If it were. we need to pay a better attention now, we have Kathleen Kennedy, as you can see in the Last Jedi uh, extras, just sitting there. Or just, like, being pre- omnipresent at all times. So, um, you know what? I, I don't want Star Wars to fail. But I, as we've spoken, like, we don't need this movie. And I think they need to just think about what they're doing before they just say, all right, we're going to do this. Yeah, George Lucas had a Han Solo movie in the works. You know, probably would have been shittier, I'm sure. But, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I won't say too much because... I just I just like to play devil's advocate when it comes to this movie.
0: I'll say this. If Lawrence Kasdan wrote the script mm-hmm. and George Lucas was supposed to direct it, we would have gotten a really good Han Solo movie. Probably. Because at least George Lucas listened to Lawrence Kasdan. That's for, true. You know what I mean? And I think it would have turned out okay. But um, besides all that, the trailer looks great. Um they really relied heavily on Lando and Chewie specifically and not so much Han Solo. And I think in, in everybody else, like, that was where this trailer made, made it because that Chewie line was hilarious. Chewie seeing his wife, you know what I mean? Like um, the, the train, you know, hanging off the train, like all that stuff was really fucking cool. But Han Solo again, does not, you know, El- Alden Ehrenreich he might be a fantastic actor, but unfortunately, he's not Han Solo, and this movie is going to rely on the fact that we like everybody else, and we just accept him as being in this movie and that's it
1: i I absolutely agree I also think that that every time we see a poster that they've doctored it to make him look more like Harrison Ford. I swear it just it does, and it looks more like he looks more like Harrison Ford than he does in person on these posters. That's my conspiracy theory for the <laughs>
0: it could, It's fine. It, it may hold up in court. Um, but, yeah, we'll see how this goes. Like you said, I, I never want a, a Star Wars – I don't want any movie to fail, you know what I mean, Like that I want to spend money on. I want them always to be good. I want to have a good time. And hopefully yeah. the vibe from this trailer translates to two hours of a movie. It's a fun heist movie. It's a fun gangster movie. Um, rumors are that we are going to see Jabba and that we're going to see Boba Fett and um, you know briefly I don't want to see him throughout the entire movie but I think that uh, I think it could be a fun time and that's all I really want that's really all I want
1: it's all you can ask for when you go to the movies these days
0: that's it man Um, you know what
1: it's time for the pursuit of plastic First up, we're going to talk a little bit. We just talked about the solo trailer. Uh, With that trailer comes the onslaught of Star Wars merchandising. It's about the merchandising, right, Casey? Uh, It's what Star Wars was built upon. It was what George Lucas perfected. And it's what Disney is now shoving down our throats. Uh, I, I always say this because the other day I wrote an article about the Funko releases. And I've never... Had to download so many damn pictures in my life. It was like thirty-five different pictures. Normally, a Funko article is like, you know, five, but it was like, here, here is all our solo merchandise. <laughs> it's insane. Uh, we also got to look at the uh, the Black Series figures, and I'm I'm seeing some photos from from people who're finding them in stores, and 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 Hasbro is continuing to impress on the. On the paint application and sculpting which is I think something I I, I had a little thought about this and I, another little conspiracy theory is that why why does Hasbro have such a lock in the action figure field and why all of a sudden did they improve everything so suddenly um, the quality of it maybe maybe they were threatened by Disney somehow you know maybe Disney's like listen you gotta you gotta really improve the quality of work you're you know, you're getting the feedback is not, not so good. They fix shit sometimes. Um, they still do sometimes, but I'm, I have seen a great improvement in faces like Kira. I mean, I don't you know, even I want was, to. Be...
0: Kira, yeah, it's, it's not a, a conspiracy theory. It's probably fact. It's probably yeah. Disney goes, we spent billions of dollars for this. And when you stack it up against something like Bandai, like you better fucking get your shit together. Like, why is the foreign market killing you? We're in America. This is blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Like, let's do this. So, you know, the or we'll give it to killing you. Yes, or the we'll give it to kill fucking, you.
1: Yeah, and we can't even legally get them in this country.
0: Correct. We'll I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll give it to make NECA. Make we'll give it to McFarlane if you keep this shit up.
1: <laughs> or give it to everybody. Wow, that's like open the license. Let people because. The thing when I think about it is, like, a big company like, say, Hasbro or Mattel has the ability to do mass production like this. Does – can NECA do that? Can they handle something like – if it was all on them? No. Or do you just say, hey, here's the Star Wars license. You guys can do this. You guys can do this. Don't fuck it up. But we're not going to, like, put the entire, you know, Easter bag – you know, Easter basket in your lap. You know, it's – um." I just, I don't like seeing it in one company's hands. I would love to see it spread the wealth, spread the wealth.
0: I mean, if we saw DST do PVC statues, if we saw them do Mm -hmm. uh, Disney select or Star Wars select figures with a bait and all this stuff for 25 bucks, like... You know what? Yeah, because like that's the thing. It's the variety, right? Like I saw that Diamond Select Toy Man Who Last figure, that statue, game fucking over. And yeah, sure, DC uh, collectibles or Gentle Giant or somebody might make another one that's like five hundred dollars, and it might be even better. But the point is, is that I want that that statue because it's it's a it's a competitive price. It still looks fantastic. You know, sculpting's always really good over at DST, and it's just like, can you just, yeah, open up the market? You know what I mean? Then, then let NECA do a one eighteenth scale of Chewbacca. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like Disney, do you don't want to make more money? Hello.
1: <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. It's like you, instead of just waiting on Hasbro to do something, you can have other companies do things and just get it out. Because why should we wait years for Hasbro to say, "Oh yeah, we're going to do it." Maybe we'll do a twelve-inch scale. Well, at least we can get Hot Toys.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, Solo Um, flooded the market; it's all over the place. Legos, you know, Nerf. Yeah, all Legos. I
1: saw the the Bandai figures look great. Bandai Um, looks. I do like. I do like the new design for Chewbacca. Um, Love it, and then I mean, and also I. Who else was? Oh, that crazy, weird Stormtrooper Phasma, Sparkles, whatever his name is. I have no idea
0: See what you are talking about. No, it's like the it's
1: like the <laughs> silver. It's like the metallic, like dirty metallic Stormtrooper with the cape. That's like.
0: Oh yeah. Like, okay. You saw that one. Well, so you they said have a Phasma. I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> no, I'm
1: just it has a cape. Um, the crazy thing about this movie is that there is like. Three new trooper types <laughs> once again, uh, so yeah, you know, plenty of action figures on the way. Uh um, Empire I is a big, like place, band- Chris. <laughs> a big ass-
0: so the Empire is a big ass place,
1: <laughs> it is. You got mud troopers, you got you know, you got like whatever that weird we, we, shore troopers, troopers,
0: like we see, oh,
1: pimp, pimp bot trooper, um, pimp bot
0: trooper, yeah, yep,
1: yep. Uh, <laughs> the one thing i to get serious for a second the one thing i really consider buying is the bandai model for the millennium falcon because that looks pretty awesome i do like the i do like this design the original quarry um you know influence design and I, I would pick up the model for that i would too for sure. if i built models
0: because well, i still have
1: a slave one sitting in my closet from celebration
0: there you go <laughs> one day one day What's next?
1: Uh, next up, next up is the amazing Yabaguchi Rebel Tech Batman. We saw this at Toy Fair for the first time, I believe, uh, this year, and it wasn't painted. Wasn't painted. Right, right. We saw a prototype, and now
0: the for Ninja Bat- show across Ninja. seas. Yeah. yeah,
1: across seas, and this this figure looks amazing. It's, it's the cape gets me. It's just it's insane.
0: Yeah, you know, Rebel Tech always does a good job, especially with their articulation on capes for some weird <laughs> reason. The the Darth Vader cape that you've done is, is bonkers. So, yeah, um, it looks great, and I want it. So, you know, add it to my Batman collection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, Hot Toys released all their promo images for their figures, uh, the onslaught of figures from that the uh, Avengers infinity war. And we're also going to be getting Thanos uh, infinity gauntlet as a life-size replica.
0: And it lights up.
1: Amazing. Yeah, of course it does. It also can pull a moon through a, uh, through a warp tunnel. So uh, yeah, get your hands on this. If you want to take over the world.
0: Yep. For the cool thousand dollars <laughs> or whatever it's going to be. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, oh. it's, Hey, it, it, if you're gonna get a replica, that's the one to do it, yeah. Yep,
1: I mean, you could get the plastic Marvel Legends one, but
0: um, you could yeah, do it too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and r- wrapping up uh, toy news for the week, uh, DST's Pacific Rim 2 select figures. What uh, What is this?
0: Yeah. They're select figures. They're fit in the market. There's going to be at least three waves. This is the first wave. The third wave comes out in November. Um, If you saw Pacific Rim 2, or Pacific Rim Uprising specifically, it introduced some new Jaegers and Kaiju and uh, Bandai. um, Really kind of weird. Bandai has them at Barnes & Noble's for $20, um, which is the cheapest Bandai I've ever seen ever, but... It is almost impossible to find them, but they are out there in the wild. And then I think these ones from DST are not expensive. I think they're $25, different points of articulation, but they are they are out there now to purchase. So just as a heads up. Cool. Yeah. Um, I wanted to plug my comic. Uh, thanks to everybody. Shameless. Shamelessly plug it. Thanks to everybody who's pledged so far. Um, We have reached goal. It is at 100%. um, But, you know, we're working on stretch goals. The comic follows two detectives as they hunt down a brutal serial killer known as the Butcher who hollows out its victims. Um, And it's a dark sci-fi comedy horror action thing. Includes a soundtrack. Um, If you are in the Buffalo area, I will be at... Buffalo Comic-Con on Sunday, the 15th. Uh, Yeah, the 15th. Yes. um, Promoting the comic with artist Darius Johnson. But if not, you're just hearing this, you're overseas, wherever, go to Kickstarter. It's running until the 19th. So eight more days from the time of this recording um, for your chance to pledge. Uh, So thank you for that. Everybody who has pledged. I also wanted to mention that I'm working on a network of shows uh, called the Warlock Home Video Network uh, with Chris Siever, creator of low-budget pictures and Warlock Home Video, and my cousin, and the co-host of Gourmet Scum Radio. Um, we're doing, uh, we're premiering Gourmet Scum Radio as a show, uh, which we've done a 100 Episodes as of the podcast. First episode. First episode of the of the show. He also has a, a horror show called The Gory Days and an all 80s show called they crept from the 80s. You can go to the YouTube channel now. There's a link on don'tforgetall.com. Um and we'll be doing some cross promotion like unboxings and toy hunts. And Chris will sure be a guest on the show and all that kind of fun stuff as well. So Lots of, lots of expansion of the geeky universe here at Don't Forget a Towel and Towel Late Talk, etc.
1: Make sure you oh. use that trademark word, geekly.
0: Geekly, yes. And I've said too much, so where can you find us?
1: Uh, first up, we are at don'tforgetatowel.com. It's a wonderful website, uh, I've heard. Uh, it's got your news, reviews, interviews, and more. Uh, we also have a great Patreon page set up if you want to help support, uh, independent websites like ourselves, uh, and also our podcasts. So, you know, it's not, it's not free what we do here. It's, it's what we do it for the love of the, uh, of the geekly arts. So, um, please, we, we'd love to have some great interaction with our fans. Uh, one way you can do that is on our social medias, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So find us on the web and support us. Say, Hey,
0: that's right. Um, and as Chris said, like the, everything that we get as, far as the Patreon pledges go, goes towards maintaining the site, keep creating the articles, make the podcast better, grow that section, grow the multimedia. <laughs> and, um, Everything we get, we put right back into the site as we've been doing for five and a half years. Coming up on six in July. Dang. Insane. <laughs> That's insane. So, thank you guys for listening to the episode. And um, this is Casey saying, get hollowed.
1: And this is Chris. We'll see you next time.